Hello everyone, welcome back to Brett Flixen. We're kicking off the first review of 2023. I'm excited to review this. I'm a little nervous because I don't want to do this film to service. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about the menu today. We're breaking down the menu. Um, if you have not seen this film, it's on HBO Max. Go watch it. <laughs> go watch it and then come back to this review. Because we... It's just... It, I went in blind. I had no idea what the film was, was about. From what I kind of knew of beforehand, I really thought it was some really kind of horror thriller type of thing. In a way it is, but I mean, I did not know what the film would entail. Like to me, I thought it was going to be something kind of boring, you know, but how wrong I was. <laughs> um how wrong I was. I'll say that. So if you have not seen it, go watch it on HBO Max and then come back to this review. If you don't want to watch it, just sit tight and know that there are spoilers we are going to be talking about. So uh, this is spoiler warning. But um, the menu. I watched this for the first time yesterday. Just I put it on just because I haven't seen it. I'm like, you know what? Put it on. I really had no interest in watching it. Just like, you know, it's new. I'm going to put it on. And I was amazed. Um, you know, what? I just, I mean, I just, I couldn't believe how beautiful the film is. I think it's so, like, honestly, it makes me want to be the beach. Just the cinematography of the ocean and, you know, and then being on the seaside on the island. It looked very pretty and visually it was stunning. And I, I just, I love that aspect of it. And I also love with each course of the menu, uh, they showed what the guests were having. Like it was like you're watching Hell's Kitchen or something like that. It was so interesting. And I think that was so fun. Um, I did watch, I just thought of the film. It, it was like you were watching a film. I think it's sort of like, oh man, I don't know what it is anymore. But it was it was just interesting. Like it's, you know, yeah. give me a second, I'll think of it. But it's just you know, it's so similar. Like you're right. Oh, that's what it is. Triangles, triangle of sadness. With that film. It was like you're watching a movie of Below Deck, the drama show, reality show Below Deck. And this film, the menu felt like you're watching a movie over the reality show of Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. So it's just it's just interesting how that kind of correlates. And I think that's why those two films kind of resonate so high. Um, because when I was watching the menu, I was thinking of trying a little sadness and um, every month or so, my buddies and I, we get together and we do movie day or movie night and we each pick a film. And I told my friend, I was thinking of picking a triangle of sadness. Now, of course, after watching the menu, I, um, want to pick the menu. Um, but I just, both films are similar. And I saw, I was looking on Letterboxd and there's, there was a review that saying this could go really well with the double feature with triangle of sadness. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
Like, yeah, it could. It really well could. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think between the two, I'm going to lean towards the menu. I really enjoy this film a lot. It's a shame that I did not watch this film in theaters uh, in November last year. I just, I just, I, it feels, oh man, like I know I just posted my top 10 list, but man, this film is on the top 10 list somewhere. Like I was trying to figure out where to put it and it's so hard because it's like, it's, it's like Triangle Sadness was right at the cusp of making top 10 for me. And I, I love this film so much like i just i just i, I just understood it and I, I i mean i watched this film twice i watched it back to back or when i got done with it i rewatched it <laughs> i went back for seconds and got more out of it so it's just it's so fun Ralph. well it's fun in the sense of how they do the film like with the you know kind of showing what the guests are having on screen and then showing the text of it as well Kind of seeing the film kind of break down as well. Ralph Fiennes, I'm going to butcher his name. Ralph Fiennes, the performance, Anya Taylor Joy's performance, Nicholas Holtz. It's just, it's just, and and I don't want to butcher her name, but Hong Hong Chow as Elsa is freaking phenomenal. And one of my favorite other actors in this, who it really just has really two scenes in the movie, but I just felt like he kind of. He did a lot with those two scenes. Mainly his last scene is uh, Jeremy, Adam Allardirks. And I just, I thought, I thought it was, it was, it was, uh, you can really just, uh, not a lot is said uh, for how he feels, but you can just see it in his eyes. And I think that goes wonders. Um, but man, this film is a satire film. Like even talking about this movie, if I feel like I'm Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler, because he's so, he's he claims himself to be a foodie, a a uh, a um, a uh, I don't want to say privileged, but well, yeah, he is privileged. But I I just I want to say he is a he claims himself to be one of the best. You know, he understands art, he gets art, he understands this line of work. He's the best person for it, and. Uh, I think he just gets so caught up in that. I know as it was interesting to rewatch it too, because I wanted to see how the film would look now, now that I knew how everything played out. So on my first watch, I, I, I kind of didn't know what on Taylor joy was for him. I just thought, because when I first started, I was not really as engaged. And when I got engaged was when they first got into the restaurant. So that's when I kind of first started noticing things and, um, I didn't really pay attention to how she knew the other guy. I just thought it was pure coincidence. Um, but uh, it didn't really, I didn't really know if she was. I just thought he was his really good friend that he just took on this dinner, basically. And uh, uh, discovering that she is a sex worker that he hired to go with him. Yeah, that, that kind of turned the tables. Um, but on the first watch kind of discovering who that's who she was i'm like oh oh you know i just i was like oh okay um and then tyler revealed that he only brought her on because he uh ralph and his character uh julian chef Sulik, chef julian Sulik, um does not take single parties he only does you know he does not just do single parties so uh he invited uh, Margot or Aaron 
to uh, this dinner party, hired her to go with him uh, to do so. And it didn't matter to him because she was going to die. Um, so anyway, first watch through, I just thought Tyler was so oblivious to what was going on. He just didn't really care to see the severity in the situation that he was just so focused on what he wanted to look in. And that's right. But what I didn't know is that he knew what was happening, you know, and I, I think, I think that's the thing. And it just shows how far gone he was. And that's why I think Margot really uh, flipped the table for all these characters because she was not supposed to be there. You know, it was originally Tyler's ex-girlfriend. I forget her name, but she's not important. Um, and uh, she kind of ruined the menu. She kind of, well, I don't want to say ruined, but yeah, she basically ruined the plan. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, she was called out on this by the chef himself. And uh, once again, I didn't know. I honestly, I didn't think. I mean, I kind of expected this movie to be cannibalistic. I really thought it was kind of going that route. And usually I don't really care for those type of movies. So that's why I was going to write off the menu as just a one and done watch. But what I loved about it was that it did not go that route. It was so different. It really kind of, it just, it made a whole new way to say, we're not going to be the ordinary movie that you're kind of used to seeing this type. And I think that's why I loved it so much. Um, and that's why I wanted to revisit it, rewatch it right after I finished it. It's just, it's just, I was like, I need to rediscover this now that I know how it ends. Now knowing everything that happened, I want to know, I want to see it again now that I know the whole picture. Now that I know the whole menu, I want to go back and revisit the menu. And it was worth it. It was really worth it. Um, I didn't really want to review. I mean, I, my first review on the Letterbox for is that I'm going back for seconds. Uh, I'll get more out of this on the second rewatch, and that's when I'll review it for real. And uh, ironically, that is my most liked review, I think, at this time, which I'm happy unseated the last one. I think I got seven likes right now. Um, but no one liked my second review, so I was just like, eh, I'll just take what I can get. But uh, that first review, I was like, yep, this movie is gold. And I still go for me. I mean, it's only, I, it's not even been a full day yet. And I still am thinking about this movie. And uh, I just, I think that's powerful. Uh, you want to make a film and you want to have this resonance afterwards that just doesn't really relate to you or with you for an hour after or 15 minutes after, you know, you want something to relate for you for a period of time. And I'll see how the menu falls. I mean, I really do. Um, I will say I love how simple the movie is. I, I mean, it's just, I think it's I, it, movies that take place in one area of time that don't really jump around time-wise and that also kind of stay focused in one setting work wonders. I feel like similar to Spencer because Spencer took place over a weekend at the uh, Worrell family's dwelling you know and i think that was interesting because you really just saw a weekend in the life of diana or what would have been a weekend a life in a diana you know that's basically what spencer was you know not really factual but just what a weekend could look like as princess diana you know and i think this movie shows um the restaurant hathorn and 
just one unforgettable night of dining or fine dining. Um, I love that that is uh, joked with here. But before I go on, I did kind of talk about saying how the satire of the film was so uh, good. Uh, because in you know, Tyler's character just being so far gone, so focused on the craft, he's not really seeing that he's giving up his life for this, you know. And one thing on my second rewatch, I never understood. Well, before I get into that, just looking at that from my perspective, reviewing it right now, reviewing the menu, calling myself a goodie in film, it is very uh unsettling because it's like a lot of people have this passion for cinema and movies but when once we're handed a camera like oh yeah okay yeah you can film this part it won't be nearly as good as if a robert eggers did it or you know or steven spielberg you know i mean if you give me an amateur a, a film camera it won't be nearly as impactful as if it was one one of the greats you know but I think the purpose of it all is, you know, to not forget that I, myself, I love to watch movies. I love to analyze movies. I love to break down movies, but not to feel like I'm better than the, the you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, that does not make me better than anyone else. And that does not make me better than the filmmaker behind the camera. But what that does make me though is as I am a audience member in a pulpit of people who are witnessing cinema and that are witnessing grand aspects of filmmaking from various directors. And I think that's the beautiful part of it is that we all have different favorite films. We all have different uh, films to go to and not everyone's going to have the same opinion. And I think it's important to see just because someone famous says it's great does not mean it is great. You know, it, it, it all, what matters is, is if you think it's great. And I think that's the main point of it. You know, I think that's really kind of the thing of it all is that just because like just, for instance, chef Swolik, he brought out no bread, at all and just brought like just sample sauces or whatever flavorings with no bread and tyler was like oh my gosh this is amazing this is exquisite and then uh, and margo was like are you really kidding yourself like it's just like i'm not eating this there is no bread there's no food I, I there's nothing to eat and that offends the chef but at the same time it was kind of a wake up i like how I love like the the back and forthness between Ollie Taylor George Margot and Ralph Fiennes' Chef Solik. It's just I love that because it creates this tension. Like like she's not the average customer, but she's her. You know, she's her. She's not gonna let a like a celebrity tell her what to do or tell her how to feel. And I think you know you see that she's being oppressed to not do that. And I think at the end, you know, when she kind of does the clap and she demands something good to eat, like she has nothing good and the chef failed at what his job is. Um, and then uh, he asks her, what do you want? And she said, I want a 
cheeseburger. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, to see him be joyful about what, and also on the other end of that too, just being drawn out, creating the same thing over and over again, because it's elegant or elegant or it's just, it's perfect in the way it looks. You know, it's not really what you want to make. Um, but what, to see him create something that he smiled at, that meant a lot. You know, I don't want to create, I mean, I would love to create movies and write scripts, but I don't want to create a script that just someone tells him to create, that it should be a masterpiece. I want to write something or create something because I want to create it. And I think, and I don't want to create a carbon copy. You know, I don't want to do something that someone's already done. I want to take inspiration, of course, but yeah, I want to stand on my own two feet and say, this is mine. It's no one else's. And I, I mean, I think that's kind of the purpose of this. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, don't be lost in your own art. Be your own. And maybe, maybe this is a far reach out for it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just showing you how blinded you can get as you go in through your passion you know you can get blind doing whatever you love and looking at how ralph finnis you know his character how how hard he got through the years it's heartbreaking and i will say even looking for a job in the field i want to look into it's hard it's hard i don't want to be jobless i mean my 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 uh, job ended over the holidays it was a temp job but um, now I'm back in job search mode, and it's hard. It's very hard. Uh, you know, I think we all want to work on our own. We all want to make a name for ourselves. But at the same time, I want to be financially stable. And I don't want to be – I don't want to be I, – I want to enjoy what I do, but is it worth it? You know, and it's, is it worth it to go down this dark path of just, you know – be blindly working for what you love. And uh, I think that's what I'm kind of struggling with right now. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I guess right now it just, I just want to humble myself and I want to find that perfect job. I think we all want to find that perfect job, but it's okay if I can't find that perfect job today. I mean, there's probably other opportunities around me. Um, but for one thing for sure, I will pray about it. Uh, I think I need to look that route and just to enjoy this time. And I hope, I hope, you know, let's just say by the end of the month, I'll be a different person than I am right now. Um, it is the first month of the year. And I, I just, I honestly don't really know uh, how I would feel about this film if I watched it a month ago. You know, I don't know how I'd feel about this film if I watched it a month ago because I, I had a job then. Um, but retro, retrospect, I was still looking for a job. But I mean, it's just, you know, I want to have something where I can feel comfortable and I love doing. And I think the menu kind of shows that you can get blinded by being too obsessed with something you know you what you think is a dream is not a dream and what you think is what you think is 
um, your career can turn out to be a disaster. And I think that's all interesting things to think about. And I think if you're someone like me that you're searching for a job and you just have no way of looking up, just know that you are capable of doing what you're doing. Don't be distracted by yourself. Don't let yourself get in the way. If you think you can do something creatively, do it. Don't let your mind talk you out of it. Don't let your don't let your heart talk you out of it. Really, if you think I I don't know the right answer for this. It's just do it. <laughs> you don't know unless you try. And that goes for jobs that you're applying for. And this kind of is a weird tangent, but this is something the film made me really think about is really just kind of don't let anyone tell you you can't and don't even let yourself tell you you can't if it feels right for you if you feel joy for it go for it don't let the world talk you down and i think i think for me what that means is that i may not have a film job i may not have a career in film but i love talking about movies and this is what this podcast is for but i just i think um, what the menu really kind of meant was that <sighs> I don't even know. I don't even know what the menu meant. I think what the menu meant is that it's a, it, yeah. I think the menu meant is that you can, don't be too far gone. Don't be so caught up with the mess that the world can bring you or that what what you may bring you but just enjoy creating and i think that's a shame i think that you know for to see these people take it that far that this is going down and will you know this is it is really devastating you know in a weird way um, I don't know. I don't ever want to lose control over my passion. Well, I don't want to ever lose my passion for film or for creating things. I don't. I will say it's difficult, but I, will, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to feel like a failure, and I don't want to feel useless. And I think those are all the things that have been challenged with this past month. But it's just, I know I'm more than that. And I know one day I'll show it in some way, shape, or form. It might not even be in cinema career. And that's okay. But I know in some way or form, it will show through. And that's all that matters. Because I care about it. And I want to pursue it. And it's all a matter of fact if I'm going to pursue it today or later on in the year you know we'll see this is a very deep review for me i i don't know I, it's a very difficult thing to talk about because i'm confused and not about the movie but just about me myself and how i can relate to it i think in a way it's kind of a weird way to escape to see other people kind of being so obsessed into a career or so obsessed in the art line and I think to see other people review it and saying like, oh man, I think we're all Tyler. 
I'm like, yeah, I think we're all are all Tyler, you know, because we're all, we're all caught up in the mind. Well, not mindless, but just, we're all caught up and just, yeah, I guess mindlessly reviewing films saying, oh man, this is a masterpiece. And then we go to the next film saying, oh, wait, no, no, this is a masterpiece. I mean, not saying that all films can't be masterpieces, but it's just like, let's be honest with ourselves. Did this film speak to you or did it not? And move on. You know, don't mindlessly keep watching movies just because it's on the screen. You know, I think it's my, my New Year's resolution this year, I think was to watch as much of movies in the theaters as I can. But then it's also, I want to watch movies in theaters that I feel like are fun. And unfortunately, The Menu was not one of those movies that were on my radar last year. I wish it was. But like I said, who knows if I would respond to it the same way if I watched it in November or or then I watched it yesterday on January 4th. You know, I mean, who knows? But, you know, I just, I think, I think it's all very interesting how that works. You know, there's certain times where you watch a film and it's like, oh, wow, I didn't really like it. Then later on you watch it and I'm like, oh man, this is amazing. So film can respond in different ways over time. And I think the menu could have been one for me if I watched it back in November. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I don't want to lose hope or my passion in this film area. But I don't want to get so obsessed with it where I just don't even see it. You know, I don't really even really enjoy it, you know. And I think that's kind of what the menu is. Don't get so lost in your passion where you don't enjoy it anymore. And don't really be so cruel and uptight that you are a snob, you know. It's very interesting, very interesting indeed. It's very, very uh, reflected on the audience, you know. It's the same. It's not just those characters. Um, so with that being said, that is my review of the menu. One of my favorites of 2022, I will say. It's in there somewhere, my top ten. Um, but I'm giving myself some space for the menu. And I, I, I want to be different. I mean, it really makes me want to be different. I want to be joyful with it. I don't want to be so critical. And I don't want to be so um, uptight. You know? I don't. And I want to be me. I want to be fun me. And I want to be someone that people will be enjoy. You know, will enjoy being around. So, with that being said, I am Brett. This has been my review of the menu. My... Uh, brutal, brutally honest review of the menu. Um, for me, not the movie, but yeah, that's it. And I will see you all in the next one. Bye.